on a search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Okay, so welcome to another episode. We're up to episode six uh, of Broken by Concept. And yeah. Welcome to the show. That's it. <laughs> now, this, now, now, we, now we've confused it because no, we, just, terrible. we, we oh, just spoke for 10 minutes about Jesus. how to do an introduction for a podcast. All right, let me start. All right. So I want to kick off with one topic here. I've got okay. so many interesting things to talk about today. Okay. But out of all of these ones... Actually, I quickly want to touch on something real quick first, by the way. Because you just, you just released that video, the, the... The micro one. The micro one. Tethering, yeah. The tethering one. And like... Um, obviously we talked about it, but I just want you to just emphasize, you know, your first line, I've done a disservice to the community. That's correct. Like explain Cause I saw, I've read some of the comments of the video this morning mm. and people were like, no, Curtis, don't worry. You haven't done a disservice to the community. I don't even want sympathy though. No, we don't want I don't sympathy. Do it, I don't do it to yeah, get but, sympathy. Uh, again, it's like, why? I mean, I feel like I've done a disservice to the community. Okay. So bringing it back to a more fundamental level, everything. Okay. Whenever I think about making a video, I always try to bring it back to, how is this going to make someone a better player? How is it going to help them on their own solo queue journey? Or how is it going to help them get results? Results at the end of the day is literally winning games and getting better at the game. So yeah, you think about that for every video. So then why didn't you think about this for... Why did it take you so long? Well, a part of... I mean, since we've been playing the game for so long and just games in general, there are things that we just take for granted. Like they're just so ingrained... Or things we just we spoke about years ago that we forgot about. Yeah. And that's just a part of my play. Got it. But it's such a fundamental ingrained You just take thing. it for take it for granted or just back like, oh, that's just a given. Yeah, I just thought that was not. a given. Because yeah. I haven't seen enough people playing. And then after doing my coaching sessions mm. and things like that, it made me realize how bad people's micro was. And it's actually I've done a disservice to the community by not emphasizing the importance of having good micro. So if I and I the way I thought about it is if there's a 17-year-old kid, 16-year-old yeah. kid watching mm. my channel, mm. yes, all of the information on there about, you know, side lane awareness, jungle tracking, warding, wave management, trading patterns, this jungle champion identity, all this stuff is extremely important as well, but it's all built off the foundation. The foundation, <laughs> it's like when building a house, you know, you have yeah. the foundations of a house, yeah. is solid micro. Micro is number one. Yeah. But uh, that's, it's just funny to me. It's like... Because even for me, like I just overlooked it so much. I and, and, it, yeah. But I even looking at VODs, I'm like, well, this is just a different game. Like I'm playing, like this guy's playing a different game to what yeah. he could have been playing if you just play that fight better. Yeah, and it, and and you can't even comprehend what the results will be with of having good micro in the long run. Yeah, like the, in the long run in a game or just overall. Overall, like okay. the amount of skirmishes that you're going to come out, the more opportunities you're going to see, the better the quality of trades you're going to take. Everything the game completely changes. But that's fine. And then what happens? You build upon that. Because then once you've got your good micro mm. down pat, you feel very comfortable with your character control. Your clicks are very solid. Click accuracy, click speed, that sort of thing. Then you can build off that. You know, then you can start to implement all these other things. But um, yeah, I felt like I did genuinely do a disservice to the community by not, you know, by not emphasizing the importance of it. Ages ago. Ages ago. Should have been one of my first videos. When I did my mid lane fundamentals series... Mm. And which is one of my most popular videos of all time, yeah. that whole series. What did you start with out of curiosity for that? Uh, trading. Trading. Before well, that's, trading. That's micro, isn't it? Or, no, it's more like no, the that's theory, like the theory trading. of trading. Got it. Then before that, I should have actually done micro, to, uh, just straight up click accuracy, just clicking. 
how to click properly. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that I felt terrible. And then when I when I realized like the people could have gotten way better results from my channel. They spent the time. If they understood how important. Yeah. Or if you taught them how to you know, well, click accuracy. And, and, and the great thing movement. about it is it's it's the attention to detail that's important. The mindset. The, the mindset attention. behind mm. focusing on your micros is ev- probably even more important than the micro itself. Mm. It's the ability or the, the, the intention behind, okay, I need to really pay attention to these small details because this is equally important to all these macro game concepts. So, um... Yeah, I felt terrible when I made that. I mean, I felt terrible for not making it earlier. And I genuinely wanted to let the community know, I'm sorry. And and, and that's going to, again, stress the importance of the video. That's what I wanted to get across in the video, how important this really was. And yes, people are going to say, that, like, you know, you're going to say that every video or like, that's what YouTubers do. They want you to watch their videos, but that's not me. I, I mean, I didn't even want to put it in the title because I don't like doing that. Yeah. I don't like saying you have to watch this video, although I've done it Must for like one. Must watch video. But... I did that for the runes, like the only runes video you need because I genuinely felt like it was the only runes video or the only itemization video you so need. So watch that video, you're done. Yeah, you genuinely, that's all you need to know. But um, yeah, anyway, that's like kind of the backstory to that. Does that make sense? Yep, I just wanted I just wanted just to be clear. Has anyone on your Discord watched that video yet? I, I linked it. I said, you guys got to watch this. Oh, cool. Like even though for jungle, it's not as important for... um you know, the laning aspect, but it's just, again, emphasizing, like, I just want to show that, especially the examples you have, like the knight example, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, like you, you're, you're winning trades or the game's just different, even though it should theoretically yeah. not look like it should and win. And it's good to know what beautiful micro looks like. Yeah, what's like. the best? What's the best and then yeah. work backwards. Work backwards. Yeah, like, yeah. How can I achieve I that? I like that. And it always ties, it ties back to how you should get good at any skill in life. You should see what a master is or a master of this specific skill and then you break it down into specifics. Then that's what I do in the video. I break it down to, here's how you improve click accuracy. Here's how you imp- improve click speed. Here's some exercises that you can do. Here's And then here's specifically some exercises you can do for improving your matchup knowledge. Got it. So just breaking it down into very break specific. It simple. That's so Focus good on though. one thing at a time. It's not just like have amazing mechanics. It's like, well, yeah, these are the steps. I hate that as well. This guy just has good micro. Mm. Like, what does that mean? Mm. And how do I get that? That's why I wanted to make it very practical. Mm. I think that's the difference between me and your content, by the way, mm. is that we we try to keep things in a very like pragmatic as possible. I try and make things, again, uh, if you can't, it's like quote, it's like if you can't explain it super simply, like you can't, you don't understand it well enough. Like I try, yeah. I, every single concept I try and get away, it's like how can I explain this as simple as possible? How can I shorten the words? That's it. I love it. I love it. All right. Oh, let's get into your topic. Get into now. my topics. Yeah. Um, okay, there's a few things here, but okay, this is this might open a can of worms here, but I'm I'm, I'm excited to hear your opinion on this. All right, I'm ready. So, me and you, yeah, across our time in Direwolves, yep. How many times across those three years, or even before that, how many times were we approached by a data analytics company? Some, you know, like Shadow GG. Oh, we were approached okay. by a ridiculous mm. amount of them, right? Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. Over the time. Yeah. Okay. Now, I saw a Reddit post recently. Okay. Where it was like, okay, you know, where this small, like small little, we've been working on this program for the past year, part time. And it's just basically all it does is, it goes into the right API of Korea, EU, and NA, and tracks all the jungle track the jungle pathing knowledge, and then puts it into like you know this is the most common path for this champion, 
etc., etc., etc. Now, a few threads we can pull on here. Okay. I would say the first one is, what is your take on data in League of Legends in general? So that's one. And then the second one I want to go off is, what's your opinion on just third-party programs in general in League of Legends? Um, and yeah, where, where, what, what it's, how important is it? essentially and what is your take on it essentially okay well I'm, I'm always i'm always scared okay i mean in general i don't like talking about things i don't fully understand right i've never ever been a data guy like you know what i mean like that's what i want to just start with here it's like, yeah. like we're not I, data like, we're not data like me and you we're just like idiots when it comes idiots, to this you yeah. know but I still think we have merit in what we say like I think it's good to look at our perspective because we're just like complete opposite other and we just want like the pragmatic the most pragmatic thing possible yes. <laughs> I don't care about the data you know but even though the data is important I understand that yeah okay okay um, but obviously League of Legends to its uh, I would say benefit but also detriment there's too much data right it's not like a it's not like in traditional sports where it's like, you know, it's a bit much different. Like, you know, you don't, you're not playing in a virtual world. It's like this person runs this far. This person, you know, kicks with this. Like, I mean, I, I don't even know what data. I'm, I'm sure there is. is a lot of data, but it's, it's not. But it's not it's as much as you world. possibly could have. World, like yeah. league's got ridiculous amount of data. Like every game probably has more data than like the average. You couldn't even say. We don't even know. Maybe like more, more data than 10 like NFL games or something like that, you know? Something like that, you know? It could even it's be crazy. A, to be honest with you, it could even be like one league game could even have more data than a whole year of NFL games. Potentially. potentially yeah. I mean, I don't know. So, um, again, that's good. But then people, I mean, we've always said this, like me and your conversation. It's like, well, what do you make of it? Like, how does that become... Because at the end of the day, we want it to have an outcome that's beneficial to make it play better, right? And that's what these these companies will try and do, you know? It's like, you know, all these startups. They'll be like, well, you know, we want to do tra- jungle tracking. It's like, this is an efficient way we can quickly do the API and we can see this guy's path in. I think that's, that's at most simple. Like, that's pretty pretty potentially useful. I've never really thought of it. I've, I've never okay. actually used mine. For you then, if you were to get information about path in, I know, how I get asked this it? all the time. I don't how know. I don't know, man. And that's what I'm saying. If we don't, don't know. know how to use it, how yeah. can the average person use I know. it? And, and, and this time's my take on it is like, Okay, League is way too dynamic too as many, a game. It's not a static factors. game. There's too many factors at play. The game isn't... Okay, the rules change all the time in League, essentially. I mean, not, no, not the rules, but the, the ground in which it's played. So through patches, through meta shifts, through just straight up numbers in the game. Like literally every patch numbers literally change. The way the actual coding of the... The minions changes again. Like this, there um, there was a preseason change where cannons are going to attack faster and things like that. The game literally changes. Yes, data is relevant, but I'm just thinking in very pragmatic terms. How is one able to use it to to influence their decision making in a game? In a game, because okay, this is the, this is where it came down to Shen. I remember I brought this this specific statistic to Shen Fire okay. heading into a grand final. Yeah, I said to him. From an analyst, this was the statistic. It said, I can't remember the player. Let's just say Babip. Yeah. Babip does this path on Nidalee 85% of the time. Yeah. 
you can't. Oh, that hurts. You that can't, actually hurts because yeah, the, the wing conditions changed every game. Like, <laughs> I got a path by, I got a path by. I'm versing a Sejuani or I'm versing a Lee Sin after respect or should I punish them? It doesn't make like, sense. It's literally a useless It's like, a useless stat. completely useless. Yes, they might even do that path 95% of the time, but what about that, that 5%? That one game, yeah. You can't You can't look at it. It's, you Wait, need, did you actually say you did a path 85% of the that's time? That's what the data th- one of the analysts gave me. Dude, that's even weird to me. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is what this sort of thing is. Okay. It's, this is the most common yeah. path. Yeah. It's no background information about why, in what games would you change? Yeah, I mean, I, like, the, the, what variables are you taking into account? How how does this change given the champs in the game, given the lane states? You can't even if you have a statistic that would say, you know, eighty five percent of the time, a Rex I in platinum and above will do this path. What the fuck am I meant to do with that? Yeah, it's it's like I mean, it's the opposite. People to do ridiculous paths that make no sense sometimes. You got to be able to adapt. You got to be able to. Keep an open mind. Yes, you can have you can have a, an assumption, but okay, most most likely he will do that path. But you can't just write off in your head, oh yeah, he's going to do that path, so I can just do this. No, no you got to you still got to ward and look for paths. You still got to keep in mind that he look, could do some unique different priority. Path. Can I even look to go there? Like I might have to adapt my path real quick. It's like this lane's just not gankable I mean, anymore. Even if you think eighty five percent of the time he could just completely do like instead of doing like as Rexi instead of doing um, yeah here's an three camp bot side he can just do like three camp top side here's you know? an example from planes I I, I was going to make a video on this but I didn't actually yeah the, remember the cacao's path the cacao path yeah all right Hecarim versus Nidalee Hecarim is a very good five camp jungle you want to get your Krugs and Raptors off the map because you're very good at doing those but because um, he's against the Nidalee he can get pressured really hard he wants to just do his red blue Gromp so there's actually very little counter play for Nidalee and then he can go back and do his Wolves Raptors Krugs I would never recommend that path to anyone in solo queue yeah it's only purely because it's a competitive game. Wait, to slow it down for the people who don't understand jungle pathing, essentially what's going on here is that Hecarim really wants to get off a full clear. Yeah. But Nidalee's very good at invading into the Hecarim's jungle to kill him because Nidalee can do very... Um, he can do vertical jungles very well. And his early skirmishing, like level 2, level 3, is really strong because he can just auto people down with with, right. with auto attacks with red buff yeah. and chase people down and things like that. And Hecarim traditionally doesn't want to do red-blue grunt because that's for machete junglers. He's a talisman He's jungler. He's a talisman jungler, yeah. So he's very bad at doing those camps. So essentially what happened, Kakao had to do this very unique path and it, to defend himself from the potential invade. And just even though Nidalee didn't do it, he still had to do it just in case. That's right. Like risk, safety, safety. So what I'm saying and what I'm trying to get at here is that like, I think that data in League, it's still a very new thing. And I believe it will be an important part of League in the future. Kind of like Moneyball, you know, with baseball and how yeah, they utilize yeah. data. Yep. I think there is a lot there to do with scouting players that's as well. Scouting players. That's not, again, like, again, are we framing this conversation? I'm just from saying data in general. Yes, jungle pathing was just an example, okay. and which I think is kind of useless. And I actually think it's, it's actually, to be honest with you, I think this, all these third party programs like Poro Fessor, um, Blitz.gg, um, even well, like what Mobilytics. Mo- oh, there's this one thing I hate seeing on people's screens. It's like, this is the CS oh, per minute. I hate that so much. And then you gotta like you're like try to get to that CS per minute. I, I think all those programs okay, I don't want to say that they're not good, but but there are some elements that are, that are good. Okay. I think Mobilytics has Okay, some, for who? For professional players or for no, the average player? No, for the average player. I okay. think for the average player, there are some elements of Mobilytics specifically yeah. that I think are good. But it's it's the way you frame it. And and what I, I what I get scared of, and whenever I talk to people and they ask me about they like they say things like, Curtis, can you take a look at my Mobilytics? Oh, so people actually say that. Yeah, people literally say that to me. I've never had that before. And 
And what, what are they? What are they asking? What are you? What are you looking no, for? They say like, "What do you think about my stats here? What is this telling you? Like, where do you think I should direct my focus?" And I just think that like, the what, focus what are the op- stats, what, are the, what are the options? Out of curiosity, I mean, it tells you if you're like too aggressive and like if you're dying too much and things like that. But it's not. Yes, it's a it's a very very de- decent base level thing to kind of tell you. Yes. You don't need a program. You can literally look at your match history and say you're dying too much. You don't need to have a program that's telling you you're dying too much. Now, I just think it's 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 getting people to focus on the wrong things. Yeah, that's the that's the danger. Behind it's the it, danger. Yeah. It's like it's like okay, cool. And 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 I've heard so many people say, you know, look at my OPGG score and look at my KDA and like look at my my you know my all these stats and like Mobility says I'm the perfect player or whatever it is. It's like <laughs> I don't care about yeah. that stuff. The only stats to me that are meaningful for the average player, mm. CS per minute, okay, and and death count, I would say is pretty a pretty big one. Right, but you said you didn't like the the little thing on the side saying your CS per minute. Goal. No, not in game. After the game. Oh, after the game. CS oh, okay. per minute. So, yeah. Um, as the average, your average CS per minute. Yeah. Across all games. Yep. Um, deaths. And like, that's it. I don't care about kills. I don't really care about assists. I don't care about damage dealt. Yeah, I don't care about yeah. presence on the map. I don't even care about wards placed. I literally don't even care about any of that. All I care about is CS per minute and deaths. Okay. Because they're very, they're very obvious markers and they're, they're things that are very important. Like just lowering your deaths um, and, and increasing your CS per minute. But again, even then, just because you have a high CS per minute doesn't even mean you're playing the game right. For me, that says this person might just play like a bitch and CS under tower, give all pressure, and then lets the enemy just roam. And if a person they have zero deaths, but like they did nothing to win the game, yeah, yeah. Or maybe a person who has low CS actually has low CS because they're trading overly aggressive. Then all I view it as is a marker to look deeper. Got it. So it's like that's the first thing, but it's like you, you're not a good or a bad player because yeah, of it's X. nothing to do it's if like, you're a good okay. or bad player. Let's get way more specific Got here. It. What is happening because of this? Just because you see a number doesn't tell you, it doesn't really give you anything specifically what you're doing good or bad. And I feel like the focus on mobilitics and all these like statistics are bringing, dragging people away from the in-game Decision making. Yeah, decision making. And there are a lot of games where you're not going to be able to get great CS per minute. You're not going to be able to prevent yourself from dying because it's a very fast-paced, chaotic style game, right? Maybe given your champion identity, you can't have the... You're playing Katarina. You're not going to have eight CS per minute. You know, you're not going to have... You, all, these, all these stats anyway. Some of my greatest games played in League of Legends, I have the lowest damage dealt. But my presence on the map no, is yeah. so high. Yeah, I literally, I literally did a like a live game review with, with one of my coaching clients. Um, literally, like perfect game, like 270 CS at 23 minutes or whatever. Um, and he, the first thing he said, well, oh, Nathan, look at my damage though. This game is lowest damage in the game, but he put out a lot of pressure. Yeah, he he defended his lanes. He did really good control wards and he was max efficient. He was an insurance. Basically, it was a game where all his team was scaling. All he had to do was not- Be an insurance policy. Be yeah. an insurance policy to back yeah. up. And that's a perfect game for that, that specific game. game. Yeah. But, but maybe another game he has to shoot so I love that because it's so much more specific. Yeah. League is all about the details- and it's all about being very specific to each game. Your role in one game is going to be completely different sometimes in the next game. If I play Oriana, for example, so I've been watching a lot of Dober's Oriana to see what he's been doing because he's been having a lot of success on the Korean Challenger solo queue ladder, right? And Dopa, the way he plays Oriana is very... It's a very niche way of playing. He does basically the same thing every single game. He goes... Um, it's very aggressive page. He'll go Scorch. He'll go Time Warp Tonic with Biscuits. 
and he'll start corrupting pot. He'll go attack speed with double resistances. He'll go attack speed armor armor or attack speed MR MR. Wait, is that matchup dependent? Is that yeah, if he was doing AD, using AD or yep. AP, but yep. he never goes adaptive force anymore for some reason. Anyway, he trades very aggressively and bases around like level four, level five for a Dark Seal and a Dorn's Ring every single game, mm-hmm. right? And he, this style of playing is super fast-paced, super aggressive, and he always takes TP, essentially. And it's just a very unique way of playing Orianna. It's not playing for the 1300 gold Lost Chapter Power Spike. He always, he only ever goes Ludens, never goes the Archangel's build, always basically, basically goes Morello second, which a lot of people say is bad, but Dope goes every single game. Doesn't matter if he needs the, the, uh, the um, healing reduction or not, because again, it gives you... Um, a decent amount of HP and burst and things like that. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at here is the average person playing, I mean, you've got to understand the context of why he's doing what he's doing. If you're playing Oriana like this in gold, you're probably not going to have that much success. But the reason he does that is because in Challenger, Korean, high low solo queue, the junglers are incredibly high pace. Fights are breaking out everywhere. You need to be able to exert this pressure on the map because you can't afford to play solo as Oriana because the game just explodes. So I just think what Mobilitics is doing is something, and least not, not not targeting Mobilitics. I do think there are benefits to Mobilitics, but I think just the way we need to use it is very different, and there needs to be a lot more education around it. Education, I think that's the key. Education is the key here. because there's too many things as well. Even OPGG, it says this is the best build in this this rank, like. But it's like, I look at it and say, well, you've got to adapt your runes every game. Like, I would love to do a piece with Mobilitics on how I would use the program. Okay. You know? Like, if Mobilitics reached out to me, like, I would love to do something with them saying, this is how I would recommend using, these are the stats that I think are important for this X player at X rank to look at. And why. And the mindset behind it, the way you've got to view it. Okay, and I'm just scared, man. There's so many people overcomplicating their league improvement. Like, absolutely, people. There's overcomplicating shit. You don't need to overcomplicate it, man. That's the story of of every everyone. Like, like someone can like have this crazy theory about why they should have path one direction. Like, it's actually a lot more simple. I could I could simplify that in three nice little key key yeah options. Yeah, and that's why why not? But everyone yeah. loves to. I don't know if it's whether it's because you know sometimes I want to feel smart about the game. But again, going back to what I said originally in you know the first thing here is that you always if you don't if you can't explain things simple enough you don't fully understand it. Yeah, yeah. The smartest people are able to explain things extremely simply. You know, um, back to the data thing, it'll be very interesting to see how data is used to scout players because yeah. I think that I'd would be a that, massive. That's probably the the first thing that I would think is that that's going to be yeah I'd say really important in terms of the way data is used in league, but again, from the pro scene, again, the way that I, I always view data, like I would never, like all my like gold, plat, even diamond coaching clients yeah. would never, I never would tell them anything about data. Yeah, data, I, I, I think it's a challenge thing. There. It's a pro level I would thing. not go there at all. You know, one thing, if we were to look at challenger players though, if I were to scout for a, a, a uh, if I were to scout for a player as a mid laner, one thing that I would really want to see is I love this stat where it says presence on the other side of the map. So it's Got like... It. You, oh, I like that. Yeah, that's There's good. like a stat where it tells you like their presence in the enemy jungle. That makes sense. And their presence in like... their How often are they pushing mm. past the halfway point? I'd love to say that because that's I mean... Like a really cool For stat. a jungler example, um, let's say let's say I begin the game. Like I, I actually, that would be really, really handy. 
if I just knew that instantly from the get-go. It's like, this is my win condition. This is like this side I wanted to play towards. And then this thing tells me, well, he only spent 20% of the time there. Like, that's great. Then I could actually figure it out. I would actually already have that perception in my head going to the review. And it'll make me things very quickly versus that 10-minute mark. I'm like... Wait, so you're saying that it, what you would want to know information about from a jungle's perspective, yeah, how jungle. often they are at a specific area in the map. Of the map. Based uh, on their original win condition. Okay. Got you. That's useful. Yeah. But I was talking more specific. I was okay. talking more like overall, like as a player to say how aggressive they are. Okay. Got it. You know, so like if they're- uh, the- So you're talking about like pass. Yeah. Sorry, pass the mid lane. Yeah. Like it's like them side, them. Like minions. how often ah, are they, how, how often up. are they getting pressure got it, essentially? Got it. Yeah, actually that's useful. Got so it. So if they're getting pressure a lot, it says either they're taking really good trades yeah. or they, they, they're, they know how to play the map well. And then if they're really pushed up all the time, but they're not getting anything from it, you can figure out then why. It's like, yeah. why aren't you roaming or why? You know, then you could like, use that as an indicator to go a little bit deeper. Like, are they pushing unnecessarily when they should be freezing in the early game, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what... Um, yeah, that's where... I, I just think that there is a place of data. I think right now, though, we need to figure out how to better utilize it and the education around it needs to be much better. And it's all about going... Using it as the, just the beginning, but then you always go deeper, 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 deeper. Deeper, deeper, exactly. So, um, we'll put a pin on that. I reckon that's a topic we'll probably have to come back to. Yeah. And um, I want to do more research on, uh, on I, these programs I actually will. Uh, I'm going to look into mobility. Let's people, look into that, that's, that's the main one that people talk about. That's actually like people say it's good. Yeah. So let's actually look into it more it? and then let's talk about how we would use it for, as an uh, ad player, as mm. players at certain ranks. Yeah. I think that is, you would have to break it into certain ranks. Mm. Um, anyway. Um, I mean, I have a lot of topics here, Nathan. So, I mean, I can either go into another one or you can right, kick uh, it to yours. Well, let's, do, let's do fair, Curtis. One, one, uh, one, yeah. one, one. All right. <laughs> All right. Have you had players come to you say, Curtis, I'm just I'm just not motivated to play ranked? Yes. I get this all the time, actually. It's actually one of my most common, well, is like it common really? DMs. Yeah. It's actually up there with one of my most common DMs. And this is... I, so, I've thought a lot about this. and Because, um, yeah, I, I get it common a lot as well. It's like I've just lost that motivation to play ranked or just league in general. And, like, they either just watch it or they just, like, sort of fade away and quit, right? Yeah. Um. Cam. So, um, we've got to put a static image when that happens, right? Yeah, when the camera stops like that, I'll do a static image. No, I got, an, I got an idea for the static image. Oh, really? You know, like, oh, I'll explain to you later. Anyway, okay, go on. back to the motivation yeah, thing. Back to motivation. So, I think that um, what, what it needs to start with is why do you play League? This, this, is how, this, is how, this is how I've sort of I've navigated this question. Why do you play, play League? And, and there's a couple of categories. Um, the first category is you play because you're incredibly competitive driven. You want to be a professional player one day, right? That's not everyone, you know. At the end of the day, there's, you know, millions of people that play. There's only like 100 people, you know, that per region that are probably potentially a professional player, like yep. getting full-time, right? Someone that um, has maybe been playing the game for a while and just wants to like rank up sort of as, as a challenge themselves. They're, they're, personal, they're, it's kind of like a personal development journey. It's a personal goal. It's personal like, goal. okay, I'm gold. I want to get to platinum. Yep. You know, like they don't play that much. Like they still have, you know, have their job and yep. like all that sort of stuff, school. And, but they're like, you know, I want, I want to challenge myself and get to this. I've been playing the game for a lot. I, I feel like I know a lot about the game. I want to get to that, that next level. All right. I think that's where most people fall into. Okay. I would say personally. But anyway, go on. Third category I would say is... Um, players that I don't want to say <laughs> for fun, but um, 
you know, they're, they're really playing league to say relax after like a day's work or like, yep. or like they play with their friends a lot. Well, that's you know? like, that, to be honest, that's probably the most common. Uh, that's, yeah, I that's think as well, common. right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, all, because there's a lot of unranked people. We know that, right? We know that. We've actually saw the stat. We saw the stat somewhere. There was like more players that played unranked than they played ranked or something. It was ridiculous. Um, there you go, right? So that, and then there's probably another fourth category I've been thinking about. People that are straight up just addicted to League of Legends. Okay. And this is, this is the murky one where like... And where they, they don't have a goal. They just play because they're just playing because they have nothing. They don't... They just... Okay. Like they have... Potentially like they're just bored or like they feel like they've invested so much time in the league like they can't quit. Okay. Like it, like this is probably a problem. Like, so that, yep. like someone that's like a problem, like an actual addiction. Okay. You know, it's like they're actually getting rid of like things they need to do in real life. It's like self-sabotage mode and... um. And just playing league like, you know, 18 hours a day, right. you know, all that sort of stuff. Okay. And, you know, going up and down, winning 10 games, or losing 10 games, and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Is that, is there any other categories? I think you've, I mean, off the top of my head, that's, I think that's all of them. Yeah. Um, is there another one where people just don't know why they play? Let's say someone that don't know why they play, where would they go into? I feel like that. No, that, I feel like they. Where would they categorize no, those, into? Those people, then they would do introspection and then they would fall into one of those categories. Okay. I reckon, I don't think they're like solid black and white categories though. I feel like there's, you could be a bit of both. Like there's gray areas that fade in between, you know? Maybe, I feel like may, a, maybe someone that comes back and plays every so often, but then like, then does like real life stuff. And yeah. Like they're, they're actually really common, but okay. I would say theirs is a combination of fun plus personal goal. Got it. Plus they like the competitive element That's of the true. game. There's like, so there's, yeah. there's layers or there's like a spectrum. I feel like a color spectrum. Like you can kind of be in between them all. Um, and the, some, sometimes you can go through phases. You you might actually really want to achieve a certain goal, during this time period. And then once you hit that goal, you just turn back into like a fun player, you know? That's what I've seen as okay, well. Okay, that's true. Yep, I've seen that as well. So, yeah, I think that the, the, to answer this question, we first need to start with why do you play League of Legends? And you, I think you, re- I think everyone needs to really ask themselves that question. Again, especially, I'm most worried for the people that are in the addiction phase. You know, that that's sort of absolute like addicted and it's, you know, putting things off, right? So put yourself, put your, put your category, categorize yourself into one of those. And then I think then that can really, um, your level of motive, again, like motivation, like, all right, let's say for you and me, Curtis, right. which, which category? Well, no, I think the first thing we need to settle here is that it's okay not to play ranked. Okay. That's true. Yeah. It's I a mean, misconception that you have to play. Ranked. We push that a lot. I mean, I push that all the time. If you're not playing ranked, you're not getting better at the game. Yeah, but not everyone wants to get better, better at the, the game. game. That's right. And which I think ties category. back into that question. Why are you playing ranked? So I think that's the first thing because okay. I always bring it back to. If you're not having fun playing the game... That's important. That's very Why are you playing? That's right. Then that's where I feel like it comes into that addiction phase. Yeah. Because I, I talk to a lot of players like that, you know, they just say, I'm not, I'm just not, I don't enjoy the game anymore. Or like, like I don't enjoy playing ranked. It's, f- it's fine to not play ranked for a while. Maybe you need to, need to take a break. Come back in three weeks. Come back in a month, two months with a refresh mentality and that sort of thing. It's okay not to play ranked. That's the first thing. You don't always have to play ranked, okay? That's true. Um, but for me and you, I would say that, I mean, for me anyway, I don't want to speak on your behalf, but for me, it's a personal goal. I mean, I like the competitive element of the game, but the main thing is I want to see what I'm capable of. Like I like the challenge of getting challenger that for me, my goal is I want to be challenger every season from now on. Like that's my goal. 
And in order to, to get that goal, I have to play a lot and I have to push myself. And you I have, have to, to be learn. pretty competitive. You have to be very competitive. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. So there's a, I'd say it's a combination between the two, personal development just or um, like a setting a personal goal for myself and being um, very naturally competitive. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. For me, it's definitely by far just one, just pure competition. Yeah. Just, I just was, I play this game, I just got to be the best. Okay. You know, that's just it. Um, I guess like some sort of, but again, there's no achievement. There's no, no satisfaction or personal achievement if I'm not the best. You know, it's like challenge is not enough for me. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's, when, I, that's when I started playing league. I was like season three, I'm just going to be rank one. You know, I got rank two. Right. I was close. But, it, but I wasn't thinking like I'm doing it to be challenger. No, I'm just going to be better than everyone else. And I just happened to be rank two, rank, you know, challenger. Yeah. So. so the way I navigate this, generally the way I navigate this problem with people is, first thing I'll say a lot of the time is it's not my... It's it's on you, man. Like a lot I can't of, just motivate. Yeah, like, do, we're not here to speech. give you motivation. Yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, we're not. I don't even believe that someone else, motivation should come from someone else. I think maybe we can ask you a question that can set you on the right track. I think that's important because I would say that a lot of um, a lot of the people that join you know my Soul Two coaching program, they're way more motivated to play league because they have direction. Yeah, which Cause, ties cause I give my, them direction. This is the way. The, this is my answer to the thing. Is I always say this. What is your goal? Connect to your goal. And this is what we said in Diables. And I tried to bring it back to all the time was, why are you doing this? But specifically, let's visualize your end goal and get excited about it. Remember, excitement is one of the most, like, excitement overcomes fear. So, with one of my favorite concepts, I used this when I was coaching. When players were nervous and scared heading into a competitive match, you can't think your way out of being nervous and scared. Yeah, absolutely not. There's emotions. no way. It's, it, and you, it's so and you, powerful. You can only ever feel one emotion at a time. Yeah, right? and you, yeah. You can only ever feel one emotion, right? So, so you're either excited or you're scared. And and the easier and and the, a more powerful emotion than like nervousness and 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 fear is actually excitement, or it's equally powerful. And if you reframe in your mind, um. And this is actually what you guys can use this for your solo games. Go heading into a rank game rather than going, "Oh man, this guy's like good." I'm like scared. I might lose this promo or this stuff. You should frame it as, "What a great opportunity to like express my best self here." What a great like. I'm so I'm so glad. I'm so happy that I'm able to like spend the time here. I have the time. I have the ability to sit here and play and express my best self, regardless of what happens. Um, I have the opportunity to show what I'm made of. Let's actually show, go out there and show what I'm, I'm capable of. Let's show people what I can do and prove to myself what I can actually do. Like, you got to reframe it to what reframe gets you excited, okay? What about making fun humor of the situation as well? Like, getting fun, like, like um, uh, you know, it's like watching Dwayne B play, mm. you know, on stream high. It's like, he's, is he excited or is he just having so much fun? Like, he's, like, making fun of situations, like, outplaying people. Yeah, like, I mean, I think, I, I think that's a way. I think that's hard, difficult for people to do. But okay. if, you, if you do have that personality, I think it's possible. But I always, again, try the motivation thing. I always try to tie it back to what excites you, what gets you excited, what 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 gets you. If you were to um, wake up in the morning and like, or when you first wanted to play league, like, what really got you pumped up to play ranked? Was it getting a specific rank? Was it being able to win that certain competition with your friends? Was it able to win that land tournament? Was it able to become a collegiate level player? Win clash. You got to connect with that because. When you're in the shit, you need something to like aim towards. You mm. need a goal. Mm. 
and people a lot of the time lose sight of their goals because they're so short it's just another ranked game here we go the next game rather than like teammates are gonna suck and here we go again you know bring it back to yeah what what am i trying to achieve here Mm, i think think that's that's the way you and then and then for some people they're they're really not excited They, they don't really care about a specific goal or an outcome and that's completely fine in which maybe you need to reconsider what you're what you're trying to get out of the ranked experience maybe you shouldn't even play ranks maybe you should be a normal flex q player play with friends play clash that's completely fine as well yeah there's a, there's a there's a that's what i love about league there's so many things for everyone you know out there um i mean that's the way i try rams as well i guess a rams yeah. the game's super fun to be honest there's actually been a few times in my in my career playing league where i'm like i would be happier not playing the game I'll be honest with you. Yeah. That has happened to me a few times. Which 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 times period? Is this when you were a pro player before or? I mean, I would say this is before I did my YouTube channel. And like even, yeah, kind of before coaching. Yeah. This is before when I had a really a purpose. Like before I was a head coach and before like the. Before you, you're just taking your job. I mean, for me and you, it's hard because. This I, is our, literally yeah, our livelihood. This, yeah, this is, this is hard for me. And this is why, um, um, you know, I, I really sort of refrain from giving you advice because. I can't really relate anymore because I mean, leagues a job, literally just a job for us for the last you know six seven years. Yeah, literally. So we like I, whether I'm motivated or not, I've got to play. Got to do it. Yeah, <laughs> got to do it. You know. Yeah, and, and 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 for me though, before those moments where the game was a job, I did question a lot. I'm like, why am I playing? Yeah. Like especially when I got tilted after a game or got frustrated when I was younger, I was just like, angry for no. Like, I was angry. I was like, if I wasn't playing league right now, I'd be so much happier. I would be so much happier. I'm <laughs> sure there's things I could be doing better with my time. Yeah. And that's where I actually think I might have been, is a combination of slightly addicted, but also obsessed and competitive and driven to like set achieve a goal. It's just a whole cocktail. There's a cocktail of things going mm. on there, mm. and then I was able to kind of like get through the other side. And I, I, I mean, I'm so glad I never gave it up because I think that this is the the greatest game ever made. League of Legends is the greatest game ever made, in my opinion, in terms of just an entire experience, a- ability to learn, learn how to learn, learn learning about. how to learn. I mean, personal like becoming a better version of yourself, learning more about yourself, being able to ch- set a challenge, control your emotions everything man it's literally the perfect game and it's the perfect balance of fun but challenging you got to be able to be to be adaptable it, it like ticks every box for a beautiful game and it changes all the time i love it we love league of legends yeah, we do. I love league of legends. <laughs> so uh yeah Does that answer that question yeah i think so to summarize it no we're not going to say anything to motivate you figure out why you're playing have a goal ask yourself those questions why are you playing? What do you want to get out of it? And what do you get, get like connect with your goal? And a lot of people, you know, what excited a lot of people was like those world hype videos. They love it and they want to just like get to that level of play. Yeah, like, I, I love it the way Riot do it as well. It's like, there's like the this, average this, person. Yeah, the average person can be. It's like, you know, the Warriors one yeah, and, so and cool. the takeover. I love that. I got so hyped. It's, it's like, you get to see this guy, this journey. It's like, that could be you. Going to those local land tournaments and then going to the, the collegiate, then pro. And then I love that. Going to Worlds. That's so cool. That journey. Mm. It's really cool. It's a brutal journey, man. It is a brutal journey. <laughs> it's a brutal journey. Um, So, there's a few things to touch on here. Okay. What's the most spicy one? Oh, jeez. We have to do spicy. It's a little spicy. Okay. Let's do spicy. Let's do real spicy. We're like, we're about okay, real spicy the then. Yeah, let's just go ham. Okay, this is going to be, we might roast some people then. Oh, right? okay. I'm ready. Oh, there no. was a Reddit thread about, you know, Professor Akali? 
uh, he's, a huge YouTube, he's a huge YouTuber. He's okay. like a Carly One Trick. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. And What's his content like? Is it like montage content it's or just like, educational? He's just like a streamer. Okay. He's just kind of like shitty content. But it's not really shitty. It's not really educational. He says it's educational, but it's really not. Okay. And he's not even that good of a player. He's like he's like D2 max on okay. like NA. Yep. But he says he's like rank one of Carly and shit like of that. Course. And his titles, right? Yeah, of course. Um, And he does... He recently was doing an Iron to Challenger. Yep. Quote, Iron to Challenger yeah. content series. Okay. And he got a bought account, got it, he, he purposely lost games on the account to go all the way to Iron mm. and then make a piece of content. Uh, rank one Akali smurfing in Iron. Mm. I don't like that. <laughs> and he That's got obliterated good. on Reddit. Yeah. Man. Like he got fucked. That's not good. And it just, it just goes to show and it's so funny. And I, I, I was literally looking at his YouTube and there's all these people that just like completely disregard that that actually just happened. Mm. And they like still back him up. He's hardcore like, fans. He has hardcore fans when like, it just fascinates me that there's so many of these YouTube. And again, I'm not saying this in an egotistical way, but just in terms of just straight quality of content, I don't, I can't even resonate why someone would watch this guy's, these people's content where it's like, I think Iron is unranked to challenger. So I got four, I got peer pressure to make a few videos. I did three videos in an unranked to challenger series and I was playing in silver and gold, trying to play noob champions as well. I'm not mm. even, I didn't, I didn't even feel comfortable playing my best champs. I played like yeah. Lux, yeah. played like random champions, low elo champions, played three games. I'm like, I don't want to ever smurf. This is terrible. Mm. This is ruining other people's game experience. Even if I were to show you how I win, that's not going to be how you win. Mm. You're actually not learning anything from watching this, period. Yes, people can say, oh, it's, it's cool because it shows how do people carry and stuff, but it doesn't matter because my micro is at a level that you're never going to be, it's going to take you years to get to. My game knowledge is, again, years ahead of you. My matchup knowledge is years ahead of you. It, there's so many elements on my game that it's not realistic. You can't copy this. And I think Iron, these unranked to challenger, this shitty content series, this bad okay, content I mean, I mean, in you, general. You got to think about the motivation behind it. I mean, that gets the views, it gets the money, it gets the clicks. You know, it's his livelihood. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to play devil out, yeah. advocate here. You know, it's like, I, you know, that's maybe that's all he can do these days that gets the clicks, you know? You have the luxury, you can do educational content because, you know, you're challenger and you've got experience yeah. with the coach. But, but yeah, I would say overall, it's, it's, it's not good for... I mean, he's just ruined a lot of players' experiences. He you might... Know, he, you saw the he match history, like literally like quit. 30 losses oh, really? into games and already get to iron. Yeah. He might, he might have literally made someone like quit. He know, could have, yeah. He literally could have made someone quit the like, game. Like, let's say it's someone's first player, first time into ranked, and like, this person's like this, and he's just getting flame stuff. It's like, oh... Or even like, he, he, the first guy who actually gets has to verse this guy in iron. Mm. A yeah, beginner. that too, yeah. It could literally be your dad playing the game for mm. the first time, and mm. now he versus this guy, a D1, Akali, and gets like killed 30 times mm. it's like oh screw this game why would i want to play this game yeah is what this what hell, every man? game's gonna be like like what the Get hell me. i'd rather play something it's else terrible yeah it is it's terrible yeah no no and there's so many elements that are terrible about it this is the thing it's not just about ruining those people's games it's like the complete lack of empathy for everyone around you mm. it's the mindset of i'm making this to get like make not money. to help anyone just to make money, money and get yeah. clickbait yeah there are so many elements and it's just sending the wrong message. Mm. It's just sending the wrong message out to the to, to the league community. But it's good that they called the league community called him out for it, right? That's what the Reddit thread was like. Was it, yeah. was it very big or was there a lot of hate? It was pretty big, yeah. There was a him? lot of hate. There was a lot of hate. But then I looked on like the actual video. It was like 50-50 likes and dislikes. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that liked it. Yeah. 
This guy has like 850,000 subscribers. Oh, you know? wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's the message he's sending, sending that out. He, yeah. Yeah, this, this is a guy who has that big of an audience he's got and that's res- what he's doing. Uh, this is what I do review for those type of influencers. They do have a responsibility to the community. You have a responsibility. You yeah. are a massive role model, mm. regardless if you want it or not. It's like Joe Rogan, right? The Joe Rogan experience. He doesn't want that responsibility, but he stepped up to the plate. He, he's now aware of it and he had to do this crazy apology because he gave the wrong information or something. Yeah. That's just a responsibility. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. It's the did, same thing. Did he re- respond at all? Yeah, he did something and he was like, I, look, I looked at a, his thing, but he still wasn't really owning up to it. Got it. It was sort of just like a cop out. Yeah, apology. like the tip- shifting the, the blame. The typical kind of. YouTube apology video. Yeah, it was so, it was a genuinely, I don't like to use the words cringe, but it was genuinely quite cringe. Okay. And like, I have nothing against the guy personally, Yeah. but it's like, come on, man, you got to be aware of what you're, what you're sh- trying to, what message you're trying to push here and it hurts it really hurts man and I, I think this is for me i'm hoping what this reddit thread really brought about is just to bring awareness on the poor quality of content out there on youtube but it gets clicks everyone's yeah it gets clicks That's yeah, what, at the end of the day nothing so you, can change because people, people click still on clicking it. and watch yeah, it yeah they will still watch it it hurts man it really hurts and like i've made and like and I'm, uh, yes, people are going to say, oh, you're just jealous because this guy has 850,000 subscribers. Curtis only has 70,000. And like, you, you know, some of my videos have like 2,000 views and shit like yeah. that. Yes, there's obviously an element of like, okay, if these people watch this video, then... But again, he can just hone in on being an edu- like a, a full entertaining streamer without having to do this. Without these, ruining people's without experience. Ru- yeah. He yeah. can be... I don't want him to be... He doesn't have to be an educational streamer mm. or ed- a content creator. Mm. He can just purely be entertainment, play a bit of games in Diamond Elo... Even like Diamond Four is completely fine. Have fun, play the game, be be show your personality. Don't go and ruin everyone else's games. So this is more of a vent, I guess, or a rage to uh, all the Smurfs out there ruining people's games and the unranked challenge of bullshit content series. And um, yeah, yep, I agree. I think that it's not good. Doesn't send a good message and. As you said, with great power comes great responsibility. 150,000 subscribers. That's um, pretty big influence. Pretty big. It's huge. Anyway. That was pretty quick. Let's do another one of yours. Okay, I'll do another one of mine. All right. So, Reckless. There's a quote from Reckless recently. Interesting. He says this in an interview. I am the most consistent player you can find but I'm also the most consistent at not pushing myself. And I think I'm holding myself back and I've realized that recently. Ooh, interesting. Now, first of all, we have spoke about Reckless in the past, just personal, just little conversations back and forth between me and you saying how he over, you can tell he's a deep thinker and he overcomplicates a lot of things. And he's obviously battling with a lot of demons, I think, mentally. And what's your take on this? Mm. The specific quote. I'm the, I'm the most consistent player you can find, but I'm also the most consistent at not pushing myself. What do you think about just that whole thing about pushing yourself? What does this, what does this mean? What's your take on it? I think I would say that's probably really common for a lot of pro players, to be honest. Um, you think that's just I, in I, getting comfortable? I would say, yeah. The, I mean, he's had a lot of success in his career. Is there an element of it where maybe in his mind, EU can no longer win worlds? 
Like, like that, that, that's the first, the first thing that I think about is like, he just doesn't think he has it to be the world championship best player. Right? Yeah. Do you think there's doubt in his mind? Yeah, there, there must be a level of doubt because again, I think of all the, I mean, obviously everyone has doubt. Even, I mean, even the greatest athletes of all time. Yeah. But like, they never have even, they never get there because they're just putting in the work, the effort, they understand what, I mean, there's push, like the, the Kobe Mamba, Kobe, you know, Mamba mentality Mamba and stuff, mentality, right? mentality, yeah. Like, that's just not a thing that comes up. It's like, um, he, like Kobe Bryant was never not consistent in pushing himself. That was just him a lifestyle. That was just his standard. That's just his standard, you know? And maybe Reckless has never really had a a standard that was, I'm going to be the greatest player of all time. Do you think it has something to do with the generation he was brought up in? In the sense, Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the generation... I mean, I talk the about... The generation of pro players. The generation yeah. of pro players at this current... Like, there's the greatness... Has, has had to purely come from yourself. You didn't have other people around you saying that, you know, helping you. It's like, yeah, it was all on you. I and mean, it it's, it's so difficult. All, all, all these, like, great athletes, like, in the current, you know, the last, like, 30, 20, 30 years, you know, they talk about the Michael Jordan, Tom Brady's, they were in very, very good structured environments that, that if they had the talent, you know, they had the, the I mean, they obviously had to put in the hard work, but they, they were in the position to accelerate to be one of the greatest, of, you know, of all time. But Faker, no one helps Faker. Literally no one helps Faker. That yeah. was all on him. Yeah. You know, like he maybe had some people he like looked up to and stuff, but it wasn't like it was like in traditional sports, right? Mm. So I think that, yeah, if you're, I think, and this is why as well, think about all the veteran, Reckless is one of the last veteran players left in the current pro scene. Like, yeah. like let's name some. Well, I, I got a point here that Kakao has played nine years as a pro. Okay. That's <laughs> impressive. Years. That's impressive. Uh, who else has it been a long time? Does Bjergsen fit that category? Or is, he, is he more of like the Reggie days? Like the I mean, I don't know. He's close on he's the He's definitely edge. a veteran, but he's like veteran. I don't know how... He's not like reckless level. Okay, let's just try and keep naming a few. Um, think of ones that are key playing. I, oh, um, Soaz. Oh, yeah, Soaz. Soaz, yeah. Impact. Yep. Impact won Worlds in Season 3. That's true. Um, Core JJ's played for quite a while. Um... Jensen's been around for quite a long time. That's he true. Was incarnation before yeah. that. He's he's an old school player. Uh, double lift, obviously. Yeah, double lift. Um, Who's all the people on like Cloud? Not Sneaky's not a player anymore. No, but, he's yeah, done kind of. I swear, there's some more people from EU that I can't think of off the top of my head. But how crazy? But but let's just think about that. This is in the, only the last. I mean, season three was how many years ago? Seven years ago, yeah. right? We have, we could probably literally count. Let's say, let's say there's about 20, 15, yeah. 20. There's no, probably no more than 15, 20 yeah. players. That's pretty incredible. Seven years, again, comparing it to traditional sports. Yeah. Well, I just think as well, what made you a pro player in season two doesn't make you that's a pro true, player Because now. it was just such a, I mean, again, that's I, why I, I don't view my, I, I, you know, you could say I played in the pro scene in O's. Yeah, but it's so different. I was not a professional no. player. I was just, I was Barely, not even amateur. me. Yeah, I was an amateur still. Even when I played Even pro. in OPL in 2015, even, OPL, yeah, even in 2016, 2015, yeah, you could call me a pro because I make money off of it and play the pro league, but I still was an amateur because I wasn't, wasn't I had my an amateur mindset. Thing. I had an amateur mind, yeah. It was an amateur environment. Everything about it was amateur. And I think that what made you... That's actually a thing with Reckless. Having that mental baggage of like, look what I achieved by doing what I did. Yeah. Right? You did that. That's the trap. That's because the trap. Because he did it all by himself on his, you know, on his own. And like, you know, obviously the, the scene started evolving. There's more support stuff. Sort of you got to... No, because you got to evolve so much. Mm. 
And it's very difficult for mm. a human to evolve that much because your ego gets in the way. Mm. I think that's the problem with Reckless. He's yeah. like, I've done all this for so long. I haven't, the way I've I haven't done it. been the like I haven't won worlds. I've, and, 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 and like, it's so difficult to take responsibility for that. Mm. It's very difficult because mm. then you have to think like, okay, how can I take things to the next level? But you're already getting such good results. Like he's made like nearly every worlds, right? He's played nearly every season he's played. He's basically made worlds or he's come top two. It's probably also very comfortably financially at the moment yeah, as well. Yeah, has a shit ton of money. There's not that push. Is it so difficult for him to make that push? Like, why put himself through that so much more pain? Because, because also as well, he's done it before and he hasn't got the results. And it's like, oh, and he, I, I just and can't he do made that again. the grand final of twenty. What was that twenty eight? No, six, season not eight or nine. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, season eight. Season eight. Yeah. Yeah, they made the grand final, right? And he's thinking like the way I can I conducted myself then. He probably wasn't still pushing himself to the absolute limit, and he still had great results. Mm. Oh no, but no, but my point is maybe he did, he did, but he still didn't make it, and that just hurts. It's like I did so much sacrifice. Maybe he completely got rid of his social right. life, yeah, all that sort of stuff. He's like, I just can't do that again. Yeah, that that's just too hard, you know. And and this is why I think it's so important for players to start young because I think that being your, your pro career is all about momentum. I I think and look at think about Faker. I mean, Faker sort of lost momentum from season three to season four. But like he was still like one of the best players. He was still yeah. the best player in the world, even in his season four. Even yeah. though he make worlds, right? Because you you got to just be just on 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 on. You know, it's yeah. like once you get good, you got to stay good. You got to stay good. Because if you if that's you what double if I think double if messed up big time. I yeah, reckon double if could have easily been one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. If he really like stuck it through, I, I think I think there's so many rare examples of player best of all time. Got bad, back to best of all time. That oh, doesn't exist, does it? So hard to do. I, I mean, no, it, it happened with... Who did that happen with? Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, he was the best. Yeah. And didn't he like... He had that whole scandal thing, come back and he won. Like a, a tournament. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, then... Yeah. Tiger Woods is like a freak, though. Yeah, he's, like, he's like beyond like... I'd say, but in general, there's yeah. not many examples of that. Very That's hard. really hard, you know? I mean, even like Mike Tyson... No, um, who's the other one? That The boxer, the other boxer, the white one... The English guy, Tyson Fury, I'm pretty sure he was like at his prime, put on a bunch of weight, quit, and then come back and then won again. Yeah. So Tyson Fury. Yeah, so, I mean, I'd love to know what was his goal. Like, I mean, you know, he must have had insane drive. No, so what happened? He had like a life-changing experience. He he was like, he was like a drug, like an alcoholic. Got it. And he was like, just depressed as hell. And he was driving while drunk one night, really fast on like a highway. And like going ridiculous, like we're talking 250Ks an hour. And he was like, I'm going to kill myself. And he, he was like, just put his foot down on the pedal essentially and had like this life-changing moment. He's like, what am I doing? And then like slowed down and then like had his full shift of mentality and then got in, back into training, lost all way, wow. went back and became the world champion or something like that. So you need some sort of, so you're saying Reckless needs some sort of life-changing experience. I mean, I don't know, man. I think Reckless needs to like really question like what he's trying to do. And like you said, he said he's only realized this recently. He's yeah, not pushing that's, himself. that's a problem. Because it has to come from you. Hmm. It can't come from anyone else. Like if you're at the top level, you have to, to have that really tough conversation with yourself. Am I actually, am I actually giving this my all? Am I am I willing to to make do what it takes, or am I yeah? Am I just happy doing enough? But I have a good social life. Like maybe yeah. he's, maybe he's happy. Like he's like I'm pretty good. Well, think about Kobe Bryant. What he did. What he had to sacrifice. Oh, the sacrifice. The I sacrifice mean, required to achieve what he did was unbelievable. People don't remember the sacrifice. That's that's the thing. It, greatness requires sacrifice. I mean, like you know, he talks about like he did not switch off for twenty years. Yeah. Every day, he even he even mocked um, pro players going on vacations with other pro players. He said he never did that. Yeah. 
like, come on. Like, you, you, you wouldn't think at year 10, you'd be like, all right, go be, you know, you, you, this is self-talk. Yeah. You've done pretty well. Here's, have a vacation. No, nah, he did not, uh, he yeah. did not do any of that until he retired. That, that's, that's the, the man mentality. mentality. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and unfortunately, again, this is what I say, like, there's no pro players right now that I could say are at that level. You know, but, but we, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see. And that's what I want to be a part of is helping that, that, that next generation. We're going to see that. Yeah, we, we will, will see, see that. that. Yeah, we will see and that. And that's now. when it's going to get exciting. Because we're only still at the start of esports. That's what's exciting about esports. We're at like the start now. We're just, just, just getting off the surface. Yeah. I'll say that that player, that player right now is born. He's probably like 13, mm. 14. Could be like some Korean guy, some Chinese guy. Could be some NA guy, some yeah. new guy. Yeah. But that, I'm confident that person exists right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean well, we're even kind of seeing a glimpse of it in OS right now. Like the OS rank one player at the moment is a 17-year-old kid. Awesome. Yeah. You know? And like, yes, he's he's like a cocky little kid. But he's it. like got the recipe. If he had like a great, like if he would have spent time with great role models mm. and great coaching staff, mm. like you could get rid of like the immaturity. You can... They'll the come with time. Yeah, that's, that's all good. the cockiness is quite is good. It's to good. Have. Yeah, yeah. You just got to harness it and 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 really frame it in the correct way. Like this young kid, yes, he's a cocky kid, but um, and he'll piss people off, and he's even slightly toxic, whatever. But that doesn't matter. Like you can fix that, and he just needs great role models, great coaching staff, and he could be an amazing player. Mm. That's what the great kids are going to look like. Some random mechanically gifted seventeen-year-old kid who hits rank one on the server. Thinks he's boom. Top shit. Thinks he's like the best player in the world, <laughs> and then he gets. Um, yeah, I mean that's the. I mean that's what. Yeah, I would say. I mean all, all the all the best players that we know today, they're all incredibly good at solid. And view. one of the great thing about this this guy is he plays like top jungle mid. Yeah, that's incredible. Really well. Yeah. And like that, don't, you don't role. see that often rare, with a young yeah. kid, just because he's mechanically really good. And he understands how to win games. Well, who's he, what's his Who's he, What's his name? Kisei. Kisei, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Rank one Did he moment. just come out this season? Just pop he's up been, No, season? he's been playing for quite a few seasons. Yeah. He's been, he got like Challenger in season eight, I think. Got it. Um, But like he wasn't that good. And this was the first season where he's like really taking things to the next level. And I actually think that's one thing, by the way, you can get much better younger now because you have access to resources. Like imagine when us, we were younger. We didn't know we didn't watch guides. We didn't watch... You didn't have information. No, I had to figure it out myself, man. We had to figure it out. Yeah. The game was like so new. We, we you had to just figure out what worked. Mm. There was no information. Mm. But if you're like a really switched on dedicated kid now, you can get great coaches like us. Mm. You literally get coached by us who have had so years. Sit around there, Katie. Okay. Well, like think about that though. You're a 15 year old kid and get coached by a guy yeah. who's played the game for 10 years. Yeah. You can definitely get some. <laughs> like what the hell, man? Yeah. That's overpowered. Yeah. That's broken by concept. Yeah. As a it fifteen-year-old kid, and, but but that's great. I think that's and again that that's what will breed. That's what's going. And then by the time that guy hits eighteen, he's going to be so incredibly. And that's good. what reckless missed out on. Yeah, reckless missed out on that. Yeah, I mean he's still an amazing player. Absolutely. But, you know he's ne- not going to be at the same level as what these young kids are going to be. The next generation. But that's that's really good. Was that on Reddit or something? That like was on Reddit. How cool is that? That's really good. And how interesting is that? That, that that's again that's really rare. A player would admit that. Yeah, like, it props is. Props to him. Props to him. I, I respect reckless a lot. And I, I thought that was interesting as well. How Kakao has been nine years. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Nine I didn't know years that. as a pro. Has he won? Did he win LCK? And he played pretty well. Did he? Has he won LCK? Um, did he play for KT? Was it KT? I don't think he ever has he. I I don't know about his history. I, I really yeah. don't know. I know he was a legend, but I don't really know his story. Yeah, can't really comment. Okay, but he played still well, like in a really hard role. Jungle's a hard role to play mm. for that long. Mm. You know, the game evolves so much as a jungler. You've got to really be on the ball. And he played pretty well. Yes, they didn't make groups, but I think he played decently. That's pretty cool. 
All right. All right. What, what's your um, next? What's on the chopping block here? Um, Nathan's I wanted, notes. I, I wanted to quickly touch on um, the. So there's been a lot of you know season changes coming up for next season. Um, items, but mm-hmm. what what really. I think you made a tweet about it as well. The removal of Duo Q for Halo. I think it's such a good change. Yeah, like, it's, it's just so it's such big. a good change. So many people are going to actually change. Like the ranks are going to look so different. In that, all the like seasons. again, going back to, I think that that makes again it makes it makes the high high Elo more competitive. Just way more. competitive. The competitive integrity of the game is just increased tenfold, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I was just thinking about this. It's like crazy. Like why? Why could you Duo? It's bullshit. It, 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 it's it's crazy. It's so took bad. so long for that change to get, get into. I, it, I honestly think the only reason they kept it is because they viewed it as if, like, from a competitive standpoint, like duo bot lane. Yeah, that, I think they're specifically bot lane. It's the only like, way you can it. Um, it's a li- It is a little bit. I mean, it's actually no. It's actually not. Let's actually break this down. As a support player, right? The everyone's the, the, saying the synergy, this, the duo bot synergy. Well, this is going to ruin solo queue for support. Okay, is that, that's is that what people say. No, but when you think about it, it doesn't. Dude, what the hell? There's no, so many solo queue supports that are like literally can get top super 10. Super No, but let's actually even break this down. Think about how matchmaking works, okay, right? Okay, yep. Every single game, you got to view it as if you are the key contributing factor to, 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 to determining whether this game is a win or loss. Yep. Okay. Yes, mid lane may have more impact as a role, but that's not important because, again, you're going to have t- everyone's solo queue. So you're it's, it's a solo queue mid laner versus solo queue mid laner. If, and they're roughly going to be the same skill level because the, the matchmaking now is much more balanced. And that's actually why the queue times have been much longer, by the way, because the, the matchmaking is much more balanced. Yep. So let's just say the matchmaking is much more balanced now. Mm. There's longer queue times. Mm. You don't re- I think a support surely can get high elo still, right? Because... The problem was before is that they the, the theory is oh you know mid lane has way more impact, mm. but if you are very good at support, you can impact mid lane a lot. Absolutely, you can. What do I mean these days? Because like set support, supports roaming man. Like, I think supports so, one of the most. I think, I think supports one of the highest impact roles. I think it could actually be. I think it goes jungle, yeah, mid then support. That's in order. Jungle mid then support. Yeah, and then which one's last? ADC or top? top. Top's last, right? Yeah. Oh. What do you reckon? Oh, it's hard. ADC. ADC. Oh, oh, it's tough. Maybe it's they're tough. even. Maybe they're even because ADC's come out mid game. No, I think I think, ADC, I think I honestly think ADC depends the on the meta, role. but it depends on the top meta as well. Because there's some games where like it's like Camille versus Shira, true. and That's they can true. like completely take over the game. Yeah. And then there's some metas where it's like you get like a Draven bot lane who just like one v nines or a Callista or something like that, but. It's hard to say. It really is hard. I'd say, say they're about even based on meta. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't even think supports will struggle in solo queue. I think it's actually a misconception. It's actually one of the biggest invisible narratives in league, by the yeah, way. In low elo, everyone says supports the worst role. I can't carry a support. Su- you, you know when I level up a new account, it's I actually play support because no one knows how to play support. It's so easy, it's dude. I actually solo. hard carry. It's hard support. carry. It's so easy. <laughs> like support is. You Honestly, just carry the lane. And it's the other way around because everyone wants to play support in yeah, high elo. Yeah. And it's actually hard to get support because yeah. everyone knows it's such a high impact role. Yeah. So if you're a laner, everyone puts secondary support because it's so it's actually a high impact role. Yeah. Um and even in previous seasons, like Marta and stuff, that he's like consistently been high elo. And they got high elo, Marta was like always top ten from mm. like playing Thresh. It's mm. like one v nine. Mm. But anyway, um 
Because people only view supports as like vision. You know, you just vision, vision and help you, your AD carry. You carry through vision, man. Yeah. No, I just think roaming. I think you carry through yeah, roaming as a support. Roaming, yeah, pressure. If you're roaming, very good, good roams, at understanding vision. how lanes play out and understanding jungle tracking and understanding, um, like you're just your panning of your camera and mm. see heavy trading mid mm. and like understanding waves, like you can really be high impact. That's why Pantheon support is so good. You can just like blow up the game if you really want to. Pantheon set. But um, yeah, I think George, that is probably one of the biggest changes. I actually had that. Someone someone actually mentioned me to talk about that. And I, I think it's one of the best changes Riot's ever done. Do, do you reckon it needs to be removed for all of solo queue? That's what do you reckon? Well, maybe the theory is they want people to have fun, more fun in lower elos. Is it, so it's only in Challenger it's removed, right? I believe it's a master, master pass. pass, yeah. I mean, I personally... My hot take is I think it should be removed. Yeah, it should be removed. For all, I agree. Yeah. I personally think it should be removed because it just ruins the game. And it, that'll, 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 that'll be so good because it gets rid of Taragi boosting and stuff like that. Well, it gets rid of who has the best strategy. It's rather it's not who has the best strategy. It's who's the best players. Better player. I hope that change comes in. I think It's, it's confirmed, right? Yeah, it's confirmed it's for the confirmed. no. Yeah, but I'm talking about. I hope that they actually remove it for all. all eventually. Again, that just helps the integrity. No, no. If they, they should just have a duo queue ladder or so a flex queue or duo queue, whatever. Yeah. And then and then solo queue. That's it. Just That's flex. I'd say just flex. Just flex and solo. And solo yeah. Because flex is a joke, man. Honestly. You know, I was actually um, looking at um, flex. Like I was just curious, like all these challenger players. Yeah. Guess what the highest rank like they are? Guess what the average rank they are in solo queue? Challenger flex player. I have no idea. Like diamond. Yeah, just diamond. Diamond players. Diamond two, diamond one. I think was the highest. Yeah, they're not good players. Yeah, they're not good players. Or they play five stacks, or they just do like w weird strategies. Like, yeah. Because they just want the rewards. That's why they do it. Got it. They play flex queue because it's easy to get the challenger rewards, as in flex queue. Yeah. And I, I know there's a lot of like Chinese boosters, who'd five man stack and get like. And they even like win trade and flex queue because the queue times are very like... Got it. This, that makes sense. The only challenger those win trade with each other to try and get the... So easy for them. Such a shame. But um... Oh, let's do another one of another yours. Another one. Okay, yeah. we'll do one more here. Um, I got two interesting ones. One's a short one and then we'll, we'll finish off with another one, all right? Okay, yep. So the short one. I thought this was an interesting thing. I had no idea about this. You know, Kaiser was the last new champion that was released without any form of hard CC. And she was released in on the 7th of March, 2018. Fascinating. The only chance with the, any, any form of hard CC that was in 7th of March, 2018. And before that it was Lucian and Lucian's been one of the oldest chance. How crazy is that? So what else? I was trying to, to, to really dissect what this means and what, what, what a riot trying to do. And I think what this means is that they want, the game to be more oriented around playmaking and fast-paced. They don't want it rather to be like... Damage, rather than damage. just damage. and like Because, again, it is much harder to, to balance champions that are pure damage. It is. Way harder. Yeah. Because that's like why Graves is so hard to balance all these champions. Because pure damage means that they have to... Because they have no CC, they either have to have, have really a lot good, of damage. Have a lot of damage. And then that's where runes can like really just break the champion, like phase rush. Gives them, like give, them, give utility to a, a already amazing amount of damage. Dude, mythic items with the utility that these mythic items are going to bring, that's where it's going to be very difficult for Riot to Yeah, the new items. Ba bounce the game. scare me, man. It actually scares me. Like, I saw some, some thing saying that some clip of a 10k crit or something like that. There's some crazy items. Dude. One of them gives invisibility, dude. 
One of the, there's oh, some no. crazy ones, man. That can actually compensate for people's kits. Yeah, it's gonna it, honestly. I think the game's gonna explode when it kind of comes out. There's gonna be so much broken stuff. Yeah, so many weird builds that gives you a free win. This is your opportunity. Yeah, to if innovate. You're, if you're a genius, yeah. and you really understand, I, I actually am gonna do a video by the way on itemization. The new items. The new items. Yeah, it's gonna take me a while um, to gather all my information, but I am gonna do a, a breakdown of the new items. So you have to wait for that one. But um. Yeah, what's going to happen is it's going to explode the game. People are going to innovate. There's going to be crazy builds. And then there's going to be some really unique strategies that are just like unbelievably broken. Then Ryder are going to have to like remove the item or hotfix it or change the runes. Like it's going to be crazy. And they, these champions that are pure damage, they're the ones that are going to benefit the most. They that's will. my theory. That's right. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. that's why. So if you see any champion with a shit ton of damage, because yeah. all they need is utility. That's like that Gale Force item that is a gap closer. Things like that. Like, they're going to be really good on certain champions. Um, yeah, but I just found that super interesting. And the Kaiser was the last one. And I'm happy they're doing it. Yes, it sounds a bit weird, but I'm, I'm very happy that... I think, yeah, I think that champions do need some utility form kits. I, I've, I thought it was really interesting. I think the center one's really interesting. The whole... You group on them, you give, like, people on target. Like, I like stuff like yeah, that. It's, it's cool. really creative. It's unique. And, yeah. and I actually think... Um, it's better for playmaking and makes the, the game more exciting to watch. Because mm. if you just have like a lot of... T- it's like, oh, here he comes. Oh, here he comes. Like, I guess it's... it's like Yi and stuff. They're so... Like, gross. Trindamir, yeah. Yi, all these champions are they're just garbage. I mean, and they're, they're either Vayne, 1v9 or they're just useless. Vayne's cool to watch, but Vayne is condemned. Yeah, he's condemned. He's a hard CC. Yeah. But, uh, but um, it makes the watching competitive with these champions way more exciting as well. You know? Like, big Gnarlt or mm. a big, like, a Zeralt mm. and things like this. Crazy stuff. Um and other point. Wait, do you like CC that is point and click or something? It's like a skill nah, shot. Nah, skill shot. It should always be a skill shot. Yeah, point and click CC is not point cool. And, point and click skill shot is. <sighs> you mean point and click CC? Sorry, yeah. Point and click um, CC is a very difficult thing to balance as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's probably one of the, the main reasons why Twisted Fate is a good champion. Yeah. It's not even about the ult, it's literally the point and click CC. If Twisted Fate CC was skill shot, even, yes, you have this. A crazy um, dude the champion would suck the champion would just suck shit. completely it'd be like the worst <laughs> champion of the game yeah. and, oh I actually want to rant what yeah. I was ranting to you about okay. the crumbs yeah. quotes okay because I'm so offended because uh, I'm a yeah, okay. yes. I, I literally I'm not even exaggerating this is the quote I heard from crumbs on cast at, at Worlds uh, it was about when there was the, the legacy versus LGD game and Tali was playing Twist of Fate and he hadn't actually used his ultimate the game in the game yet and crumbs was saying how there's no point in playing Twist of Fate if you don't use Destiny. You might as well just play a Control Mage. I'm like, that just it made my my mind explode because, as you all know, the Twist of Fate players out there, it's not about using the ultimate. It's the threat of the ultimate that is the most important part of the kit. You actually want to avoid using Twist of Fate ult as much as you can because what happens whenever you hover out of vision, you allow your teammates to, to, to move up. That's actually the, re- the main reason why in that game, I think I think that's the game that had the Draven. That was the main reason that the enemy bot lane had to respect so much and why Draven got so many plates a lot of the time was because Twist of Fate was hovering out of vision and then the en- enemy has to respect. And it forces, even though Twist of Fate is not in the lane, sometimes it forces the enemy AD carry to take cleanse, you know? Because it's literally this AOE literally ultimate. dictating someone's summoner spot based on a champion. Based on a champion. Yeah. No champion. There's very little champions in the game that have a point-and-click stun and have this ability to teleport anywhere on the map. Yes, you're not using it, and that may be good or bad. That's, that's 
not important. It's the threat of the ultimate, which makes the champion good. And the fact that I heard that statement from like, again, great with great power comes great responsibility. You are broadcasting this information to hundreds of thousands, millions of people around the world. And everyone's like, I got to use my, my TF ult off oh. cooldown. It's the same as Blitzcrank Q and, and, uh, yeah. and Morgana Q Morgana, as well. It's the there's threat a big, of the ability. There's a big difference between someone that uses it off cooldown and someone that holds it okay, for the right tip. moments. If you're a player support, if you're playing Pike, Blitz, Morgana, the, the less you throw the ability, you watch the best Morgs, Blitzes, they barely throw the hook. Yeah. The best Blitzcranks will literally sit there and walk in your face create space for their Eddie Carry and the deny Eddie CS the deny CS the Eddie nonsense. Carry gets to do whatever they want yeah. and then they just win the lane through yeah. that you don't actually throw the ability because as soon as you throw that ability your, champ's your threat's gone you're, 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 yeah your champ's useless and then they can walk up thin the wave do whatever they want the best Blitzcranks will allow you to slow build waves crash it under tower then you use hook under tower to, to threaten them you know and destroy them so um oh that blew my mind man Castes you gotta be and that ties perfectly into my next point which was Cajal, dude. Cajal mm. popped off as a caster. It yeah. actually shocked me, yeah. man. Um, so what did you know about Cajal before? Like, uh, Jungle for XL? Jungle for XL. Pretty like young. How old is he? I actually don't know. No idea. Pretty, he's like, he must be pretty young, right? Sort of like newish to the scene. I'd say he's like, like 20, what, 21? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. There's an appreciation thread. Yeah, it was an appreciation thread on Reddit about him. And props to him, man. Being a caster at Worlds when it's you haven't really impressive. done casting before that is impressive yeah. and how well he articulated his thoughts and his just his speech in general very like slow, very knowledgeable calm you know, cool collected really impressed me and he obviously has a natural propensity to be a caster but it got me thinking like what makes a good caster okay what makes a good caster Ooh. hey what qualities for you what's your who's your favourite caster my favourite caster um, I've never really thought about this. I mean, I'm always biased towards like Papa Smithy because um, yeah, he's a banger. Well, because he's Osa as well, and like yeah. his journey's just been awesome. Yeah, he's a grinder, dude. He grinded. Um, ah, uh, I, I do really like Captain Flowers. Captain Flowers is hype, man. He's, I he's love really him. good. He's great for the sport. I think he's exactly he's what league needed. Yeah, it's like he just he just reminds you of like the classic like. American football yeah. hype. Yeah. Like, I love it. And I always think of that one, you know, the Faker Shockwave finds them all. <laughs> you know, like the way he, he's like so high. It's good. It's so good. Yeah, Captain Flowers for me, now that I think about it, definitely. So hype. Yeah. I actually really liked Deficio for when he was a caster. Yeah. He was, he, he yeah, was one I, of the I like first, the way he approaches it. Yeah. He was one of the first that was genuinely knowledgeable. knowledgeable. Mm. I think he innovated. He was one of like, because. Remember, he was became a caster at the end of season three. Mm. So he became a caster in 2014. Mm. And he was one of the first. Him and Monte Cristo, I think, were two of the f- earliest. But, but Deficio had an advantage over Monte Cristo because he played the game. Played at the a high game. Level. Yeah. yeah, he played the game at a high level. Monte Cristo was like the analyst dude. But I really enjoyed Monte Cristo's oh, analysis. Monte Cristo Doa, that was, that was, that that was, was one of the greatest. Times, I think Monte Cristo Doa would probably be the greatest duo casters in league He's history. currently, yeah. Absolutely. In my opinion. Yeah. Like, they were the best. Um, those the OGN days, man. OGN, yeah, the OGN days with Monte Cristo Doa. I really miss those days. I think Monty will come back though to leave. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be back. definitely. I mean, he's already back. he's already slowly he's coming slowly back. Slowly coming he's back. He's got a he's got a. Uh, I don't know, what's the word? He's but got a movie build a relationship with Riot. He's got again. a network. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Monty number one 
with Deficio, Papa Smithy, again, a beautiful analytical mind. I'm so impressed with Papa Smithy because he was never good at the game. That's true. But his knowledge of the game is so good. Mm, mm. And that just props to him. Same as Monte Cristo. They weren't mm. high ELO players, but they studied VODs and really refined. I guess Monte Cristo had the StarCraft background. Yeah. So he like really understood high level yeah. gaming. But props to them, dude, for having that beautiful, like to be able to not sound like an idiot, even though you're not a pro player is very impressive. It's hard to do. And, and what I loved about Monty is he spoke to pro players. Mm. He asked pro players mm. questions. Mm. Props to him. Oh, too. as a caster, you absolutely have to do that. I love that. I, even, even if you're super knowledgeable about the game. I mean, I learn from players all the time. Dude, mm. I learn from platinum players sometimes, mm. you know? Mm, like, for sure. But everyone knows something about the game. The game's super complicated. Um, and, I mean, I'm I'm really not a fan. I mean, I hated Crumbs's cast the other night. Yep. I thought it was terrible. Hate's a strong one, because you really thought it was just straight No, I was literally saying it was misinformation, yeah. and, and his sentences were literally nonsensical. Yeah. Like, if you listen to the words or the sentences he was saying during the cast, he was fumbling his words, because he didn't actually know what he was talking about. He would say sentences, it's like business talk sometimes. Got it. They say a lot They're of words, but it means nothing. Yeah. That, that's always the trap, but that's always hard. I mean, think about it. You can't have dead space as a commentator. So Monty and Do- Monty and Doa, they would not talk for a little that. bit. They actually didn't no, talk. No, but for they like a they talked about genuinely funny stories. Yeah, in between, got that, it. That's, that's true. That's the yeah, great thing about that, that, That's the thing you need to do. They, yeah. they they don't they just don't talk about the game. You don't yeah. have to talk about the game. Yeah. Monty and Doa would riff off something while there was a lull state in the yeah. game and talk about like Halo or something, you know, yeah. or like Starcraft. They'll talk about something that's related that's to the that's game, a concept. And, and, and tangent off it. There. And then, bang, straight back into the game. Yeah. Say, who else did that? There was, um, I think Deficio also used to do that. I, I really liked. But they're the greatest casters. You know, they were the best. That's what it should be. You should be genuinely interested in listening to what they're saying. And I felt like neither of them are knowledgeable. You need one knowledgeable person as well. They had pastry time and crumbs. Crumbs doesn't know shit, man. Like, at the end of the day, he's an old school player. player. He doesn't know enough about the game anymore. Yeah. He's not high elo and he's not a, he's not really a coach or anything. Mm. Not that I know of. Mm. And if he's a coach, that's incredibly concerning. Um, I know we have a lot of flame here on Broken by Condor, <laughs> but it's just the reality. Hot takes, yeah. Um, and again, you need one knowledgeable. Yeah. You need one great play-by-play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what they call them, right? Play-by-play? Play-by-play, just in color caster. Color caster. Good color caster, they just fill in the gaps, essentially, right? They're like an analyst person. Analyst, yeah. right. So neither of them... I mean, Pastry was decent at the... Play by play. Yeah, pastry is a good play. He's a de- decent play by play, but then it felt like he got dragged down big time by mm, crumbs. Mm. So Riot, get your shit together. At least Cadrul, even as his first time as a caster, better than, was yeah. better than these people who've yeah. had years of experience. experience. I mean, but crumbs was on the casting, the casting couch. Yeah, it was, <laughs> <laughs> the casting desk. Whatever. Yeah, Worlds in like 2017, 16. It was like Prophet Crumbs. He was like predicting. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. He's, he's, what a he hit, that was his, he had his prime and now he's yeah that's when he did know a bit about the game yeah, he did. and then he's gotten com- complacent yeah he doesn't study you can tell he doesn't study the game or study the teams or study the meta or know what actually works mm. okay concerning very concerning alright well I think that's the perfect uh, place to yep. end it Curdy on a controversial hot, hot topic hot yep. take yeah we roast people here at Broken by Concept that's what we're here to do uh, housekeeping stuff. Um, we've set up our new YouTube channel. Um, we actually didn't realize how many people actually just still didn't still don't know about it. If you've made it to the end of this podcast, you probably you These probably know about, know about the, it, the channel. Yeah. Um, Spread the word. But what we've done, what we talked about, Curtis, was we got an email address. Oh yeah, we got an email. 
And we, we should have done this at the start. We man. should have done it at the start. Is there a way we can edit this at the start? No, we'll just talk about it at the start of the next one. Okay. Uh, so we'll talk about it again. Yeah. Okay. So we want to hear from you guys. What do you guys want to hear us talk about? If you guys have any like problems you want us to solve for you. Any- what, okay. What we want to do with this broken by concept, maybe we do like a segment of each episode. Is yeah. We want to answer questions Q&A from the section. community. Yeah, yeah. Like a Q&A section like I do in our guide. We do it in our guides, right? Q&A section. It could be about anything. It doesn't even really have to be... It could be slightly related to league. It could be like a, a, a mental problem like with that's kind of started in the league, but you realize that it's kind of flowed outside the game. It could be anything. Something that you think would be uh, would help a lot of other people, or even we could help you, just you. Because if if it's if you have a problem like struggling with league, it can be struggled with real life. If, if it's no, but if you having that problem, it's likely other people are having That's the same right. problem. Yeah. So yeah, um, we have an email. We can. It's in the the description. Yep, you'll add it in the description. In okay. the description, and you can send your questions there. We What's p- the email? It's, it's for people listening on on Spotify and stuff. They won't. I think see it's it. broken by concept. Broken by concept show, show at gmail.com. Yeah. Will we do it next episode? Do you want to do it? It depends if we get questions. It depends, questions. yeah, if we get questions. If we get yeah. questions, we might maybe introduce it into the next episode, but... um, We'll definitely read every single email, though. We'll read them all, regardless. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we might only pick, you know, two or three, whatever. We'll try and do as many as we can. Um, But, you know, it might be a failure. It might not work. I mean, it might just be shit. Yeah. And we'll try it out and yeah. then um, see how, how it sticks and love to hear feedback from you guys about that. Until then... We'll see you on episode seven. Episode seven, Broken My Concept. We'll Good see hustle. You then. Good hustle, Curtis. Catch up. All right, we'll see you guys next time.